You know, sometimes when things seem to be falling apart, they are actually falling into place. What if your prison was meant to exhibit the favor and direction of God in spite of momentary hardship? Your challenge, your prison, perhaps, is preparing you for your destiny. Your life is and always has been in the hands of the good, good Father. This is Carol McLeod, and you're listening to A Jolt of Joy on the Charisma Podcast Network. Let's open the Word of God together. The great theologian C.S. Lewis said this, Hardships often prepare people for an extraordinary destiny. What if the hardship you're facing today is preparing you for your extraordinary destiny? You know, the thing about reading the Bible is that when we read it, we see the lessons that we're being taught. We see the heart of God and we see the outcome. All the strings are pulled together. But when we're going through a hardship or a trial, we have to figure all those things out for ourselves. It's so much easier to look back at life or back at the Bible and get it than it is to look ahead and to figure it out. I hope that that's what this particular Bible study is helping you to do. It's helping you to look at your current challenges and get it with the mind of Christ. We're studying Joseph of the Old Testament, who had 10 difficult older brothers, a challenging father. He was sold into slavery. He was treated as a slave. He was a victim of sexual harassment, and then he was thrown into prison. Now, I don't think that God ever gives us too much to bear, do you? But sometimes life gives us too much to bear. The enemy certainly throws at us more than we're able to bear humanly. But even then, the enemy loses because we have the power of Christ to help us bear, hold up under difficulties and trials. When we lean into Jesus during days of horrific pain and challenge, we are the beneficiaries of heaven's strength and power. Well, we left Joseph in prison, basking in the presence, favor, and kindness of God. And I want to tell you, no matter what you're going through today, I can tell you that God is with you, that his kindness surrounds you like a shield, and that you are walking in his favor. So quit looking at your prison walls and begin to look at Jesus. What if the reason you're in prison is to experience the presence, the kindness, and the favor of the Lord in ways that you never have before? Let's read Genesis 39, verses 22 and 23. The chief jailer committed to Joseph's charge all the prisoners who were in the jail so that whatever was done there Joseph was responsible for it. The chief jailer did not supervise anything under Joseph's charge because the Lord was with him. And whatever he did, the Lord made Joseph to prosper. I want to tell you this today, and I want you to get it. I want you to have an aha moment. What God is able to do for you, even Santa Claus, the tooth fairy, and Mary Poppins combined are unable to give to you. God can take your meanwhiles. He can take your prison moments and turn them into times of kindness, favor, prosperity, and presence. 
One of the greatest lessons that we learn from the hand of difficult people is to turn to our Heavenly Father for kindness. People aren't going to be as kind to you as the Lord will be. We learn to turn to our Heavenly Father for favor. Favor comes from God and not from mankind. We learn to turn to our Heavenly Father for prosperity and for His presence. Don't ever look to people to do for you what only God will do for you. See, God will be there for you when your families turn on you. He'll be there for you in seasons of loneliness, when others accuse you, and when you find yourself locked into and paralyzed by the prison of unfair disappointment. So, what if God has allowed your life to collide with that of a truly difficult person so that you would rely on God? and not on people? What if God has allowed a difficult person into your life so that you would begin to act like your father and learn how to love with unconditional, unrelenting, and unbreakable love? What if your difficult person in life is actually God's greatest gift to you? Well, now let's turn to Genesis chapter 40, and let me just tell you the story. We won't read it verse by verse, but I'm just going to tell you the story, what the Bible says in Genesis 40. The cupbearer and baker had offended Pharaoh, and Pharaoh was furious with them and threw them into the same prison that Joseph was in. The baker baked for Pharaoh, and the cupbearer was the person who tasted the wine to make sure that it had not been poisoned. And Joseph was put in charge of these two men. These men each dreamed a dream one singular night, and it disturbed them to their very core. Joseph noticed that they were dejected and asked them why their faces were sad. When they told Joseph about their dreams, Joseph told them that God was able to interpret dreams. Joseph interpreted both of their dreams correctly. The baker was going to be hung by Pharaoh, but the cupbearer was going to be restored to Pharaoh's service. Now, as the cupbearer was going back to the palace, back to the service of Pharaoh, this is what Joseph said to him in Genesis 40, verses 14 and 15. Only keep me in mind when it goes well with you. And please do me a kindness by mentioning me to Pharaoh and get me out of this house. For I was in fact kidnapped from the land of the Hebrews. And even here, I have done nothing that they should put me into the dungeon. Well, when the cupbearer got out of prison, was restored to the palace, this is what the Bible recounts about his ability to remember in Genesis 40, 23. Yet the chief cupbearer did not remember Joseph, but forgot him. Are you kidding me? The cupbearer forgot Joseph, the man who had interpreted the dream correctly to him. You know, I think that sometimes people who forget you are actually the most difficult people of all to deal with in life. You feel like a nobody. You feel unwanted, rejected, tossed aside like yesterday's leftovers. What do you do when people forget you? Well, you keep your eyes on God knowing that God has not forgotten you. Let me read you some very familiar verses from Isaiah 49, verses 15 and 16a. Can a woman forget her nursing child and have no compassion on the son of her womb? 
even these may forget, but I will not forget you. Behold, I've inscribed you on the palm of my hands. No matter who else has forgotten you, rejected you, ignored you today, I want you to know that you have a father who will never forget you. You are inscribed on the palm of his hands. So at this point in the story, let me ask you a question. Who was really in charge of Joseph's life? Was it his bullying older brothers? Was it his doting daddy? Was it the traveling caravan or Potiphar or Potiphar's wife? Was it the jailers? Was it the forgetful cupbearer? No, Joseph's life was always in the hands of the Lord who never left him for one second. And that, my friend, is a truth that you must allow to sear deeply into your soul today. Your life is in God's hands. And based on the story of Joseph, I can tell you this. Sometimes when things seem to be falling apart, they are actually falling into place. Genesis 41, verse 1. Now it happened at the end of two full years that Pharaoh had a dream. Let me tell you what Pharaoh's dream was. Pharaoh had a dream about seven cows who were sleek and fat, and then seven ugly and gaunt cows appeared. The gaunt cows ate up the fat cows. And then Pharaoh had a second dream about seven years of grain that was plump and good, and then seven years of thin grain. And in his dream, the thin grain ate up the plump ears of grain. Pharaoh was troubled and wanted to know what his dreams meant. When the cupbearer heard about it, suddenly he had a moment of lucidity. Genesis 41 verse 9. Then the chief cupbearer spoke to Pharaoh, saying, I would make mention today of my own offenses. Pharaoh was furious with his servants, and he put me in confinement in the house of the captain of the bodyguard, both me and the chief baker. We had a dream on the same night. He and I, each of us dreamed according to the interpretation of his own dream. Now, a Hebrew youth was with us there, a servant of the captain of the bodyguard, and we related the dreams to him, and he interpreted our dreams for us. To each one, he he interpreted according to his own dream. And just as he interpreted for us, so it happened. He restored me in my office, but he hanged the baker. Well, after this, Joseph did indeed interpret Pharaoh's dreams. He said, Pharaoh, Egypt is going to experience seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine. The years of famine will ravage the land. And the fact that you had this dream twice means that it's going to happen quickly. After Joseph interpreted Pharaoh's dreams, he also gave Pharaoh some godly and wise advice. Are you willing to do that with your difficult people? Are you willing to tell them what God has said to you and to give them wise advice? It may be why you have been allowed to be part of their lives. Thank you for joining me today on A Jolt of Joy. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I'd like to encourage you to visit my website at www.justjoyministries.com. It is my passion to help people live an abundant life through the power and principles found only in the Word of God. You can contact me at carol at justjoyministries.com. 
And as always, know that I am praying for you today.